Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of UC Berkeley, Our Story. Today, we have fellow Masters of Translational Medicine student Aisha Kaba on the show. We are super excited to have Aisha on the show and to hear about her experiences so far at UC Berkeley, as well as her biomedical research pursuits. So, Aisha, I'll pass it over to you. Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and your background? Sure. Um, I want to thank you guys so much for having me on the show. Um, hi, everyone. My name is Aisha. Um, my background is in engineering, and I went to uh, Smith College, which is a historically women's college for any of the Southern Sisters out there. I'm born and raised in New York, so you might hear that twang come out a little bit, but um, <laughs> forgive me if it does. Um, yeah, so before I came to UC Berkeley, um, I did a little time at the National Institutes of Health as a Postback Research Fellow, um, where I worked in the Laboratory for Muscle Stem Cells and Gene Regulation. Shout out to my PI, Vittorio Sartorelli. Um, so there I was able to um, pursue some like uh, biomedical research for like roughly three years, but um, I found that I had a passion for turning that research into medical devices and that led me to UC Berkeley. So yeah, that's a quick intro about me. <laughs> So thank you for that brief intro, and we're so glad you're here on the show with us. I wanted to dive deeper into kind of your decision of coming here to UC Berkeley. I know you just mentioned about wanting to learn more about medical devices, and so more specifically, why did you choose the Masters of Translational Medicine program? I guess because there's also the MEng program, and there are probably other programs that would have been so blessed to get somebody as talented as you. Oh, John, stop. Oh, <laughs> um, no, but um, it was definitely like a hard decision. Um, I think like figuring out that I wanted to do the MTM over the MNG program was kind of a little bit difficult just because um, just with my engineering background, I was like, oh, there is a way that I can, you know, still get into healthcare through through that venue. But um, I think what pulled me to the MTM program specifically was just um, the dedication to the students and the fact that this program was really focused on like translational medicine. Um, so like before, I didn't really understand like what that term was like. What did you call like the the passion to want to change like turn research into like a viable product or like a tangible product that a patient can see? But there was like no term for that, and I think. A lot of the other programs that I saw kind of um, was roughly like parallel to that uh, desire. Like they gave you the skills, maybe like the technical skills that you needed to um, understand how to pursue certain medical devices, or maybe it was more like um, MBA focused. So just giving you the background that you needed to have a career in industry, but through looking at the what the MTM program offered, I realized that it covered all the bases that I needed, um, especially since it was a it's been a while since I graduated from school, like I needed a refresh in engineering. And then um, specifically with the fact that I have never taken like any proper like MBA courses or um, clinical based courses, the fact that the MTM program just made sure that we got all of that before we left was um, really attractive to me. And so that's one of the major reasons why I decided to come here. Thank you for sharing your story, Aisha. Um, I was also personally drawn to the holistic curriculum that the MTM program offers. Um, and I really love the autonomy that I have to explore other areas that I'm not super knowledgeable on. 
um, which I think is a very unique part about our program. Um, so stemming off of John's question, what has been your favorite part about being able to attend both UC Berkeley and UCSF? Um, I think the my favorite part is just um, the speakers that we've gotten to listen to from both like our uh, UC Berkeley and um, UCSF classes. Um, like I remember telling someone this, but sometimes I just sit there listening to speakers and I'm like, I can't believe I'm here right now, like listening to someone talk about this like really cool technology um, that they're like pursuing or that they have worked on. And I think um, that like UC Berkeley, UCSF has like such a huge network that um, it's only through these schools that we would be able to like listen to these speakers and like hear about the like amazing work that they're doing. And so um, I'm really grateful to have the opportunity to just, you know, learn from them and figure out like, okay, how can I possibly like pursue the same career path that um, they have? So I would say that's definitely one of the things that I really admire about the, the program. Yeah, thanks for sharing that with us. I definitely agree with you that the speakers have been so knowledgeable and they give us so much useful information. And they're also very inspiring in terms of trying to get to different careers and different paths in the field. Kind of contrasting UC Berkeley and UCSF with, or comparing rather, with your previous experience, what was your favorite part about working as a postback research fellow at the NIH? I think honestly, like my favorite part about working um, as a postback fellow was the like the my ability to learn from the folks in my lab like um when i first got there i was super intimidated just because i was like one of two postbacks and everyone else like was um a postdoc or was like a, a scientist that's been in the lab for like a decade plus and then you know my pi he's a medical doctor by training so i was like oh my gosh like everyone's super sorry than me i'm not gonna make it but um what i really appreciated that, about that team specifically was that they're really nurturing like i think of course, you know, any new environment, you're going to be nervous at first, but like over the course of the time that I stayed there, like I really considered them my family and it was always a joy, like coming into the lab and, you know, working with them. Like I learned a lot and they were very, very patient with me, um, especially as a student who didn't have any like formal lab training. Like they were so nice and made sure that I understood um, the techniques that I was using and why we were using them. Um, especially in the goal of like accomplishing um, certain experiments to get ahead on our paper. Um, and outside of that, like they're just great people, like, you know, to be able to talk to them about their personal lives and their own aspirations and kind of like how they ended up at the NIH as well. It was just like, you know, these are people that like forever have made like an impact on me and, you know, um, they're great people too. So, but, you know, it's a great experience. And I think, you know, um, having just a chance to work with people who are so highly educated really contributed to my like path of learning. Yeah, thank you for sharing, Aisha. Um, so I know that you've mentioned this briefly in your introduction, but I wanted to dive a little more into how you picture your career path um, to unfold. For instance, what excites you about the field of medical devices and do you have any specialty you would like to dive deeper into? Um, yeah, uh, when I first was considering, like, entering the field of, uh, 
like healthcare slash like uh, medicine. I thought I was going to be a doctor and my parents wanted me to do that so bad. But I was like, you know, I just can't deal with the stress of somebody's life in my hands. I mean, not like that's not um, a factor that is included with medical devices because you want to make sure it's like effective and safe. But I don't know. Being a doctor was just I was like, yeah, it's not cutting it. So um, I said, you know, engineering, what I really liked about engineering was the fact that it was like so collaborative. And so I really wanted to include that in the um, in my career. And so when I found out about like biomedical engineering and the fact that medical devices is so collaborative, like you're working on multiple multiple disciplinary teams and, you know, you're engaging with people from various backgrounds. I was like, this is where I want to be just because I really enjoy working with people and learning from them. And the fact that that's necessary to create like a medical device was really awesome. Um, so when I graduated school, I thought I was going to be in like the linear path. Like, okay, I'm going to go to grad school, then I'm gonna get a job, maybe pursue my PhD, like very linear. And so, um, like when I did the post back at, um, the NIH, that was kind of the time that I took to kind of figure out what I wanted to do. And then kind of like over the course that I was working there, like I was really grateful for the experiment, the experience that I had to be able to like do um, biomedical research, but just because I wanted to work on something more tangible, I think um, it was great that I had that experience because now allowed me to switch and I'm doing that through the MTM program. Um, so post MTM, I'm hoping to go into a more like product management role, like something more technical, just because I really do want to be involved in the design of a medical device from like concept to um, commercialization. And like when we see that it can become an actual realized project product for a patient. Um, but yeah, I'm just really hoping to join an organization that really has the same like passions for impacting and like improving a patient's life, but really values its team members and see that it's important that um, everyone feels like safe and included and um, has like the desired um, and passions that they have as well. So I'm hoping that, you know, I can make an impact and hopefully, you know, I'll join an organization that thinks the same. So. Thank you for sharing your passions about trying to make an impact in patients' lives. And I know that one day, We'll definitely be seeing you with Nobel Prize or you know, kicking it out at a local biotech or medtech company and transforming the way we think about healthcare. Now, on the show, we like to acknowledge the impact that the COVID-19 pandemic has had on our guest speakers and everybody in general. And so if you are comfortable sharing, how has the COVID-19 pandemic affected you both personally and professionally? I'm probably haven't been impacted as much as like others have been um, due to the pandemic. Um, and I like want to acknowledge that. And I'm grateful that I was able to, um, you know, be in like relatively good conditions for what it was like um, my job, made sure that they still paid us, even though like we weren't able to go to work in person. Um, but I think the biggest impact that um, the pandemic had on me just professionally was um I was really thinking like, you know, so before, like early when I started the, I went to the NIH as a post back in 2019. So the pandemic happened like a couple months after that, like September of 2019. So maybe less than six months later, the pandemic happened. And it was 
kind of uh crazy for me just because I was like you know I, I felt like I was just starting to settle in and really understand what was going on in the lab and then it was just like this huge pause that happened like you can't see anyone for the next like two to three months it was super scary trying to go outside and get groceries because I was just like oh my gosh like am I gonna get sick um and then just considering the like the institution that the um NIH is they took the pandemic very seriously as well so there was very strict like protocols in terms of returning to work and then social distancing um and then testing was very rigorous as well so it was kind of uh like after taking like the couple months break for like the and I actually figure out like kind of what the situation is going on in terms of like COVID and exposure it was kind of weird going back to the lab um but I think just over the like two-year period it was kind of like for me um that kind of like the pause that the pandemic took on the world just allowed me to kind of reevaluate my own um goals and like kind of what I wanted to do in terms of career um especially when it came to pursue like whether or not to pursue like a PhD or do the masters um so I think like I've kind of felt a lot of like external pressures to pursue a PhD just because I don't know people are like oh this like I don't know this is what you should do like you have so much experience like it makes sense to go to the next step but I was like Am I pursuing a PhD because I want to, or am I pursuing it because other people want me to? And so the pandemic allowed me to really um, just take the time to think about like what I wanted to do for myself. And I realized that um, I did not want to pursue the PhD, at least not at that point. Like I was doing it because I felt like I had to, and I felt as though I was disappointing someone, but I realized that doing the master's at least at this point was what I wanted to do. So it allowed me to like refocus on that. Um, and then, yeah, in terms of like, personally, it was, I was like, uh, was in my family, we were both on the same coast so on the East coast. So I was in uh, Maryland. My family was in New York. Um, <clears throat> but it was scary trying to figure out like uh, how to get back home too. Like, I mean, thankfully, like, you know, my parents had like personal transportation. So my dad would come pick me up, but Oh my God, he would complain so much. He'd be like, oh, like, why do I have to drive five hours to come pick you up? And I was like, hey, you want me to get sick? Like, no, so come pick me up. But I understand that's like a luxury that not everyone has. So, you know, shout out to my dad. Very thankful. Thank you. If he ever hears this one day. But, you know, like, um, I'm definitely like super grateful that I was able to see my family during the pandemic because a lot of people in my lab, like, um, they're from like countries outside of the US and they couldn't see their family for like, you know, a year. So, I'm very thankful that while the pandemic was happening, I was still able to like lean on my support groups and whatnot. So um, I didn't have a super rough time with the pandemic, thankfully. Um, but I guess it was more of a period of like retrospection, introspection, introspection. And it just really allowed me to like do a lot of um, personal growth. Yeah, thank you for sharing your story, Aisha. I can definitely relate to the challenges that come with, you know, trying to adopt a new pattern of day-to-day -day activities and just a completely new lifestyle in general. Um, but like you said, on the flip side, there has been some positives as well in terms of being able to take more time to really think and reflect on a lot of things, whether that's personal or professional as well as you know, realizing the importance of leaning into your support system when you need to.
So switching gears here a little bit, uh, we have some fun questions we want to ask you. Um, so the first question we want to ask is, what do you miss about New York? Um, uh, all right. So <clears throat> I don't know if this is like a Berkeley thing or if it's just a Bay Area thing, but I miss like the the well the transportation system in new york like no there's no place like it like new york is the best train system in the world maybe outside of japan because i heard japan has some really good trains but i just really miss like the the nightlife of new york like just the energy like i know for some people um it could be overwhelming to be surrounded by that many people but i think like in new york like if you wanted to have fun you have places to go to have fun and then like a lot of my friends are in new york too so from college and high school so it's just like, like having that community close by was nice but um I also miss the fact that New York is flat you know it's nice not having to walk up a hill every time I want to get somewhere that's nice and the train system again the train systems you know SFMTA I'm not trying to go at y'all too hard but they need to have the trains running like more <laughs> like running till like 9 p.m like who's home by nine if you're out on the town on the weekend you know so anyway, not to throw too much shade, but you know, those things, just little things. <laughs> like... Yeah, I haven't lived in New York, but you're making me miss it for some reason as well. I guess kind of in time with that question, do you have any restaurant recommendations in New York? Okay, so see, <laughs> this is where I don't feel like a true New Yorker because as much as I tell like yeah it's the best place when people ask me for like recommendations and things to do I'm like oh you know haven't been out well look, I can't afford the nice places in New York but um you know as a student now but um I would say one's place is called um Max Smacks S-M-A-C-S it's so good like okay I love mac and cheese but even more I love buffalo chicken mac and cheese and they have the best buffalo chicken mac and cheese that I've ever had I got put on by um one of like the upperclassmen at college and then ever since I've been trying to go back and I actually had it um 2021 and I was like oh my god so good like it's just yeah so if you ever go down there it's um it's around like 14th street area highly recommend get the buffalo mac and cheese um if you can take it you know if not they have great other options as well um so yeah awesome yeah i have a few friends who are living in new york right now so i'm planning to visit them soon so i will definitely check out smacks for sure um also buffalo mac and cheese right now sounds very good i'm starting to get a little a little hungry not gonna lie <laughs> Um, and also, we want to ask you, do you have any hobbies or interests you would like to share with us? I bet if I asked any of you, like, what's a hobby that Aisha talks about all the time? <laughs> so embarrassing saying this. But um, yeah, so I'm a really big fan of anime, you know, and I'm not ashamed of that. I love anime. It's so fun. It's so good. So engaging. Um, but um, outside of that, like, I like reading, hanging out with people. Um, you know, I used to be like before the pandemic, I used to go to like the movie theaters all the time and watch movies with my friends. I went to see the um, animated Spider-Man four times. It was so good. Loved it every time. Um, and yeah, just like hanging out, um, you know, doing chill stuff. Also like um, games, you know, if you want to get beat in Uno, hit me up. 
I love to play Uno. Love that it tests friendships, you know, makes the bond stronger, in my opinion. So, yeah, it's just like a, a chill time, you know. Oh, also music. I love R&B. So if you want to exchange music playlists, I'm also open to other genres of music. Um, so, yeah, those are just like chill stuff. Nothing. Oh, well, I guess and like amusement parks. But, you know, outside of that. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing your hobbies and interests, Aisha. And that wraps up our episode with Aisha. Aisha, do you have any last messages you'd like to share with our listeners? Um, <clears throat> I guess like one of the biggest things that I would say for my like personal journey to like, where I am now is definitely like seek out mentors. Um, I think mentorship is so important, and I think it's a resource that many students don't have a chance to get access to, or if they do have access to them, it's kind of like daunting reaching out to someone and, you know, asking for help. But I think there's um, strength and vulnerability and being honest about like where you are in your journey. And I think um, people who have been through the things that you have been through, or you're just seeking advice, like there's people that's out there that's willing to help you. So definitely like reach out and seek the help that you need. And even if it's not like a formal mentor, like a professor or something, even someone that you like to talk to, like someone, I don't know, um, in the library. Like I had a librarian at my high school who I would say was a mentor and she's great. Um, so I just think like, you know, definitely reach out to um, recognize and reach out to people that, you know, that can be good support systems for you. And like, don't be shy about seeking the help you need. To our listeners, thank you for listening to UC Berkeley, Our Story, with your hosts, Lindsay Park and John Ventura. We hope you enjoyed listening to Aisha's MTM experience and biomedical research work in medical devices. If you're interested in hearing more about the stories of the members of our UC Berkeley community, you can find our podcasts on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Please feel free to check out the show details for resources and links, and see you all next time.